All right, we are back on another podcast. I'm super excited. I have Karen Sorensen Lakey with me today. I am going to quickly go over a disclosure and introduce her formally. But what this is, is a fun podcast, just a general conversation having to do with fitness or health. And the things that we talk about in this podcast are quite simply our tips, maybe some advice, some suggestions that we have. These are based on our own opinions, built from our experience, our education, and our training. Now, Karen is actually a medical laboratory scientist. So this is really exciting to actually have someone in the medical industry on the podcast. I feel I feel honored <laughs> to have you here. Um, Karen is actually in a facility in Central Peninsula Hospital, which is located in Soldotna, Alaska, which is even more exciting uh, to have you aboard. But you wanted to talk today about laboratory testing, and I'm so much on board with this. I think getting your blood tested and, and knowing what tests to ask for, I think is a good idea. I think a lot of times, at least my experience, as I told you before we went on record, was my experience is when I go to a general doctor and it's like, yeah, let's do some blood work. You know, they check off these boxes. I don't know what they're checking off. I have no idea. So I've actually educated myself over the last few years and have learned to ask for additional testing. And they usually look at me like, that's not necessary. And that might not be covered by your insurance, but I know that it's only like 15, 20, $30 extra or really minuscule um, to get these extra tests done. So I think that this, this topic is near and dear to my heart and I'm so honored to have you here. So I'd love to just have a conversation and, and see where it goes. Sure. But um, you, we talked about getting your blood work done regularly once a year at minimum, right? Yeah, so um, most of the time when you go into the doctor, and it's going to be age dependent, and of course, you know, you're uh, based on your health and the issues that you might be experiencing. But, it, you know, in general, um, once a year is a, a good uh, kind of timing to get uh, some of these lab tests done. And you, um, you're so um, right on point when you talk about not understanding sometimes, you know, what, what did you order, doc? And you know what? I will advocate and tell you to ask questions. If you want to know something, if you're not sure, you know, just speak up. We all have to advocate for ourselves. And sometimes some of our loved ones, um, when they're in shock or, or, you know, whatever, getting some news about their health. And um, it never hurts to ask questions. And, and a good doctor or a good practitioner will always respect and they should always answer your questions, as many questions as you have. So um, if you don't understand what they've ordered, or if, again, if you would like to have something else added, just ask because uh, many uh, docs, they might not have thought about it. They might not know that you're concerned about something. And um, it's really valid to, to uh, ask those questions. Right, right. And being that you're in Alaska, one that just came to thought to right, right on the top of my head was vitamin D. Um, mm -hmm. I know um, I'm really big about taking, um, I have a high quality uh, vitamin D that I take every day. And I'm, I can tell, like I, I, it's a refrigerated form. So when I travel or go on vacation, I don't take it with me because I'm afraid it will lose its quality. 
And I can tell, I can tell a difference right away. Yeah. But in Alaska, there's less <laughs> sunlight. So I bet you that is one that, you know, is, is probably really important. Yep. Um, we, uh, I participate in a lot of health fairs. Uh, we go out to the community and, and offer lab testing for a reduced price. And um, it's a common test to add because it is um, so, it's so rare to find somebody who's even in the lower part of the therapeutic range. Um, we hardly ever, ever, ever see anyone approach toxicity levels. Um, and you're right, it has a lot to do with uh, most of the time when the sun's shining, we still have our clothes on. <laughs> so we, we're not getting that sunshine to convert, you know, and make vitamin D for us. So um, yeah, it is difficult up here to get enough vitamin D. Right, yep. right. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. I try to make a point to either go for a walk um, or be out on the deck for about 10 to 20 minutes. Now it's not necessarily, you know, enough time to, because skin cancer is a worry of mine too. I don't want to get too much exposure. But I know it feels really, really good. I, I just moved to Washington a year ago, so um, I, I believe I didn't move far enough south. I love sun, but uh, I do know that when we were talking earlier before we hit record, uh, you're really passionate about the things that we can change, those things that we do have control over by making decisions daily and decisions that maybe foods or lifestyle choices that we have. Um, and that, you know, sometimes you have clients that you see year after year and their numbers are not getting better. And, you know, you're kind of like, well, what's changed? And, you know, most likely they're going to say nothing <laughs> because they don't know. Um, but right. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, those things that you can have, a, you know, an impact on. Sure. So, you know, obviously, um, metabolic syndrome. So a marker for that would be your glucose and uh, A1C, hemoglobin A1C. Um, those are both measures of how much sugar is actually in your blood. Um, believe it or not, uh, molecules of glucose actually stick to your, the outside of your red cells. And that's how we actually measure A1C, is we measure how much glucose is on the outside of your red cells. Now your red cells don't last forever. They turn over about every three months. So it takes a while for that number to change. Yep. Um, and it's one of those tests that when it's a small change, it means it can mean a big deal. So um, there's some tests like cholesterol, which is another important test, heart risk marker. Um, cholesterol, when we measure it in the laboratory, has a wide range of variability. So we might take one sample, and if we ran it 10 times, we might get numbers anywhere from 90 to 210. Wow. Yeah. And, the, and the, what we call the true value might be 200. So a change in cholesterol of, 10, say, 10 points, if it's going in the right direction, it's a good sign, but it's nothing to get too excited about. But A1C has a much tighter range and it's measured much more precisely and accurately. And so the variation in that is very little. And yeah. so um, a, a small change, 0.1 or 0.2, if that changes that much, that's significant. It can be significant. And so um, it's something that, you know, your doctor can help you interpret. Um, certainly, you know, lab professionals, they can help, you know, you understand what change is significant, what change is really, you know, kind of minor. 
but um, your lipid tests, those are, you know, cardiac risk and metabolic syndrome risk um, tests. Those should be probably checked at least annually. Um, A1C, no, no more frequently than every three months. It's just not going to change that much. Yeah. And then, um, you know, glucose, glucose used to be the standard for diabetes, but because of how quickly glucose can change in our bodies. So they're both measuring glucose, A1C and, and glucose, but think of glucose as a snapshot and think of A1C as a video. Mm -hmm. three the, video. the the three month video mm -hmm. exactly and so um there's more and more reliance now on a1c so it's becoming you know more important for um right. folks to follow yeah right um you know there's certain chemistry tests that your doc's going to want to check they're a screening test um there's not there's some of those that you really can't change that much um you know with you know dietary changes or exercise or or that kind of thing but um, the lipids and the A1C and glucose are things that we can really make an impact with. So. And cholesterol. And cholesterol, yeah. Yep, included in your lipids. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, that's really good, really important. Yeah, checking your blood is, is something that's near and dear to my heart. I'm going through a process right now trying to fine tune and, and really capitalize on my healthy body and and feeling great and is there any more that I can do? Is there anything better I can do? And I think understanding all this really helps me uh, perform better for my clients and direct them too and, and let them know, you know, make sure you're, you're checking your vitamin D, checking your, because a lot of my clients are in Alaska, uh, and checking your calcium level too, especially as a woman mm -hmm. over 40. Um, I found out that mine was slightly low, but I also am trying not to put a lot of dairy into my body. so. You know, finding a calcium that's eggshell is a little bit difficult, but it works. And I watched my numbers shift, um, mm -hmm. which is making that slight adjustment to my supplement regimen. Um, yeah. And so other things have popped up too for me that, you know, it's just a little bit like, oh, kind of a bummer, you know, genetic markers, um, some things that I knew about, some things I, you know, kind of figuring out. But you know, finding out that you have a genetic marker for diabetes, kind of knew that, it's in my family, dealt with it. Um, Alzheimer's as well, kind of suspected that from being a child and remembering my great grandparents, mm -hmm. you know, really not all there. So, um, but you know, finding out these things and knowing them and being able to head them off, maybe I'm not able to totally change it, but maybe I can postpone it, you know, or, or not accelerate it. I don't want to put fuel on the fire. Same with the, the diabetes. I could, I could definitely do that. Um, mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, I'm not really sure. I'm taking measures to keep my brain active and high omegas, omega-3s and working on, you know, putting good foods in my body, um, yeah. adding more CoQ10. So some things, you know, that, you know, it's good to know and find out mm -hmm. and do a deep dive not necessarily yeah. a deep dive every year, but I think it's really good to right. have a deep dive, you know, maybe every couple of years. And then, like you said, a little fine tuning once, twice a year, um, mm -hmm. if there's issues. So, um, this is great. Yeah. Anything else that you have? Well, sure. About? Um, so, um, you know, things are going to change as you age. Um, and, um, you know, you're going to come into, uh, age ranges where certain things are prone to cropping up or, you know, so on and so forth. Um, it doesn't get easier as you get older. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> no, 
but um, but you know, following you know the your doctor's recommendation, you know, checking in with them on a regular basis. Um, don't avoid them. Um, and the other thing I wanted to stress is that sometimes, if you just make some really small changes, for instance, if you've just recently gotten an A1C value of 5.7, 5.7 is the cutoff for metabolic disorders trending towards diabetes. So they, they actually, that's the lowest point for pre-diabetes. People who actually take action, and we're talking small things, walking 20 minutes five times a week, walking a half an hour five times a week, um, and sustain those changes. Um, they don't have to be monumental. When you start out just make some small changes that you know you can stick with. And the studies show that that is really, really, really effective. It can bring your numbers back down. It can prevent and, and delay that process. And, um, you know, certainly if you can make, you know, bigger changes and you can sustain them, then, you know, go for it. But if, if you're, if you're struggling and you know, just maintain those small changes. You can always build on it later. And as you lose weight or things, you start to feel better, that glucose building up in your system is really um, a tiring. It, it makes you fatigued and so on. And as you start to feel better, you're gonna want to do more. So um, I would just really strongly say to people, you know, don't, don't freak out that you can't be, you know, a superstar in the gym and you can't, you know, um, make all these changes all at once. Just sustain the things that you start and then build on that and then go back and check your numbers. Did it have an effect? Okay, it's starting to move the numbers down. Great. Let's keep doing that. What else can we add? And um, unless you've got critical, you know, really bad numbers and you've got to make some really drastic change. Most of us, when we get that borderline number, we've got time and we've got the ability to make these changes. Right. Yeah. The, the paradigm or the, it's basically a thought or belief that I have for power up uh, the Facebook group that I run. If you're not in power up, definitely join. I'll put the link uh, below this video. But the paradigm for the group is what you focus on improves. And I do believe that small changes will hinge big doors. You know, you don't need huge changes, but you're right, consistency. Whatever it is you choose to slightly adjust or change or remove or add to your routine or lifestyle one at a time, master it, and then look to add something else and change it. But what you focus on improves. So you know, if you're yeah. focusing on improving that A1C, great, but know that it is a three month mover. So it does mm -hmm. take time um, to adjust. And, and reality is, is you're probably not checking your blood once a, a month. Nobody wants to do that. But, mm. uh, you know, maybe if it is in that level um, and you do make some changes, definitely consider going back in six months and, and seeing mm -hmm. what improvements have been made. But be consistent. You know, six months is a great amount of time. You know, you can mm -hmm. make a, quite a bit of changes, you know, small one to your diet and you're right, you know, adding a little bit more movement. doesn't have to be exercise. don't have to go join a fancy gym. 
small movements, um, adding something purposeful, meaningful, blocking out that time, like creating that space and doing it in a way that's enjoyable and not related to pain or suffering or misery. So, you know, these are all things that I work with with my clients and, and help them through because, you know, you can go home and after getting this news, you could be sad and Google, what do I do? And this and that. And there's just so much information out there, but it's nice to have someone help you create a plan, walk you through it um, and take baby steps and, and, and curate it to you, what works for you. And that's what I do for my clients. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. The, the two of us are, are, are um, work is complimentary. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. And um, I've hired many coaches over the years um, in business and in health and in bodybuilding. And, you know, it's just pretty much, you know, all sorts of different things that I've been like wavering and, and, and battling different things in my head. Do I do it this way? Do I do it that way? What's the right way? Da, 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 you know, and it's really nice to have someone in your court that can listen to you hear all the things that you're battling in your mind and help you wade through it and, and either make, help you make a choice or maybe even create a new choice for you that's maybe in the middle or something that, you know, you can work with and then have someone that's like, knock, knock, did you take care of that? Like you said you were going to do, uh, because it is, you know, life goes quick. Yeah. Yeah. Sure really does. does. My kids are growing yeah. up. I'm getting older and, you know, they say things and I'm just like, oh man, that just seems like a few minutes ago or an hour ago, but it was 10 years ago. Like what, where'd the time go? It's just amazing. So our yep. health is extremely important. Um, and then you say you do health fairs quite often. How, oh yeah, how, how often is often? So um, when I uh, worked at a different hospital up in Anchorage, um, we would do uh, eight different events. We would travel to Fairbanks from Anchorage we would do um, two full weekends up there. Uh, we would go to Juneau and do a full weekend in Juneau. And then we had um, two full weekends in um, the Anchorage area. And that was only with a coalition of union groups. So it, it was a, a limited population. It wasn't open to the community. So we only, you know, we only touched a, a, a very small percentage of each community, but they really looked forward to us coming up there and um, we were really embraced and it was, it was really fun. You know, people would um, they'd get really excited and, and um, really want to know about their numbers. And afterwards I would actually talk with some of them who had numbers that, you know, needed some attention um, needed to be brought to their attention and say, Hey, you know, this is important. Um, and uh, so at any rate, it, it, I could tell that people really, um, valued what we did for them it was it was wonderful yeah. so at a health fair you're able to do a blood draw and see results immediately on some things some tests maybe um well we were um taking those back to um anchorage and performing the lab testing at the um, hospital lab um there are some health fairs that do have point of care so it's right there um that tends to be smaller events because it does take a little bit of time for the instruments to do the readings and stuff um, where a blood draw, you know, we, we got it to the point where, you know, the patients were sitting down about every four minutes, you know, and, um, so, you know, that doesn't take very long to process. We would mm -hmm. see, um, over 600 people in Fairbanks. Wow. 
Wow. Both, both Saturday and Sunday. And then we come back and do it again the next weekend. So, um, and still, it was a small percentage of those people that lived there, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Yeah. So. That's a really small, but yeah. So, definitely, if, if we could pass on a message, see if there's a local health fair in your area, go to it. There's always, I'm actually a speaker at one here, not this weekend, the following weekend. So mm -hmm. um, I have a 30 minute presentation. I'm actually going to practice it on Facebook soon. Um, but it's, um, health fairs are great. You can learn so much. And a lot of times there's cutting edge stuff, like the new stuff coming out and fun stuff. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times the hospitals will showcase a brand new piece of technology or, um, you know, when we had the um, health fairs in Anchorage, um, sometimes they would do some additional things with that needed bigger pieces of equipment that you couldn't put in a suitcase and, you know, put on an airplane. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes mammograms and sometimes bone density. And, uh, you know, so some of those things, you know, are offered at health fairs in other communities. And um, if you can take advantage of it, it's almost always a, redu a greatly reduced yeah. price. And um, sometimes you can even take that receipt and turn it into your insurance and get reimbursed. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, and like you said, there's always more information. Um, we would bring these big um, poster boards and talk about, you know, cancer, talk about smoking, talk about you know, um, prostate, talk about leukemia, um, you know, lots of expanded things beyond just the blood tests and um, flu shots and things like that. You know, I mean, it's just a, a great benefit for our community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have face to face, belly to belly conversations. And mm -hmm. again, you Google stuff and you might be getting the wrong information and interpreting it wrong. So it's nice to have a conversation with somebody that knows it's in the industry that's reading the true real studies and what's happening and, and you can break down everything to where we understand it. So that's great. I love this. This was a great conversation and, yeah. and yeah, so go to your health fair or if it's been a while since you've seen your doctor, maybe make a visit and have them check your blood, get some, get some test results, figure things out. I know, again, for me, it's, it's been very informative and I feel like knowing more is, is better. Um, I'd rather know now than, than be surprised and, and, and have that feeling of, you know, are there things that I can do to mitigate or slow down or prevent um, this from changing or, or getting worse? So, exactly. yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Knowledge is power. It is. Well, thank you so much for volunteering to do a podcast with me. This has been, it's been my pleasure. Yeah. So I will share this with the world. And again, thank you so much, Karen. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.